0: you sure looking crafty you could make a raft out of pencils and foam you sure looking happy hi looking welcome happy. to the stitchcraft podcast <laughs> hello hello um i just love speaking like two fat ladies i don't <laughs> think anyone knows that pbs show slash bbc show um or if you do Actually, this is, okay, I'm going to have a total segue here for a second.
1: We didn't even, so, you
0: can't segue
1: if there's nothing you're
0: segueing from. <laughs> okay, so <sorry. laughs> uh, let me, let me, let me just start with I'm this one. Go. My name is, my name is Miranda.
1: <laughs> my name is
0: Island. And now I'm going to start my segue. Okay, great. So um, I was saying that, uh, you know, probably nobody knows the Two Fat Lady show, like right. um, the cooking show. And then it reminded me that when I'm riding my Peloton, there's an instructor named Robin Arzan, And she says, you don't know who Cisco is, add five. Add five (laughs) points of resistance. She's like, oh, you don't know who this is? Add five points. And like, she's like, oh, is your name Becky? You add five points. Like, she's just mean and lovely. I love it. And she was like, oh my God, is it your birthday today? Add five. Like, she's just brutal. And she always is like, if you're too young to know who DMX is, add five. Like, you know, it's really just lovely. So I have nothing to add other than we can't get people to add five points of resistance to um, not knowing what two fat ladies is, but I digress. Okay. well, That was it.
1: (laughs) As as with the segue, one cannot digress if one was never on a path to begin with. However, (laughs) it did remind me of something that happened uh, five minutes ago or five years ago. I don't, who knows what time is anymore. You know
0: what? I just always say the other day, (laughs) Because to me, it was another day. It was another day some time ago. And everyone gets mad when I'm like, the other day, I was walking around um, where I lived in Hong Kong. And everyone's like, that was seven, eight years ago. And I was like, good point. But it's still a different day. It's another day. (laughs) I'm still technically correct. (laughs) The other day could be when I was born. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) So uh,
1: earlier today, I, I know it was today because it happened W- uh, in something that I was going to tell a story about today anyway on the podcast so I know it was today <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was listening to Spotify while I was ironing fabric for masks and um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to listen to so I was just looking at like what uh, playlist they had and one that was recommended for me which I take significant pride in the fact that Spotify thought I would like this it is their So So Deaf station. And I was like, nice.
0: oh, yes. Um, oh. If you
1: don't know what So So Deaf is, add five.
0: Add, add five points, yeah. And
1: um, <laughs> as I was listening, that song by I Know J came on, Love mm-hmm. You Down.
0: Oh, it's great song. Oh, it
1: such a good song. Oh. And as I was sitting there, like rocking out and singing along, I realized that one of the lines, which is, tell them I can do what girls their age can do
0: takes oh. on a whole new
1: meeting when you're about to turn 40
0: oh, oh 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 see and I was like I just rode a roller coaster with you I was like uh-oh living through R. Kelly and then all yep. of a sudden I was like oh you're talking about yourself exactly that's exactly how I felt that was the same journey
1: I went on like I listened, I listened to the song and I was like oh no and I was like oh
0: Wait! Oh, wait. <laughs> Let me flip it and reverse it. Oh shit! <laughs> I was like,
1: "Bitch, I can stay up till two in the morning if I have enough
0: Coca-Cola. I can do what girls their age can do. <laughs> I can do it with some planning. I can do it if I'm staying hydrated, <laughs> and I can do it if I don't drink for the rest of the week. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I, I always think about all the precautions I have to do now to like go on a bender. Like I'm like." is the laundry done? <laughs> is the kitchen clean? <laughs> time to drink. No, I'm just kidding. I, did, I have, I don't... did I take time for a pre-nap? Yeah. Did I just go nap it? Did I do this? Um, I don't, I did not actually recommend that anyone goes on a bender, but I guess my point is like, when you decide to turn up and be sloppy, one, one prepares now because I, I can't, I can't, I can't without planning. Sorry guys. And that's why, like, when I don't plan and I accidentally drink a bottle of wine in one night, like, just watching TV, like, oh, yeah, no, uh-oh. Like, it's, I'm like, this is going to ruin my day. This might ruin my week. Like, it's a totally different thing now. You um, can feel yourself, again, on that journey where you're like, I'm having so much fun.
1: This is so great. For example, I'm watching We're Here, and I'm feeling all the feelings that I could be having. And then mm. I realize that... Wah, 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 <laughs> I just drink too
0: much. <laughs> and it can be by, like, three sips, right? But mm-hmm. there it Oh, is. man. It's kind of like, not to, like, go too far down. I mean, let me just segue for a second. I'm one of those people. <laughs> How can you? You're not segueing. I am. You're like here. It's <laughs> like a cha-cha slide. No. <laughs> Proverse, it is a cha-cha reverse. slide. <laughs> reverse, <laughs> okay. reverse. I'm like, where well, let me go. Um, I just I definitely said cha-cha slide If you don't know what the cha-cha slide is Add five but um, Or add ten Because you're probably all Cupid Shuffle people And there's been other songs since And also let me just have a There's another segue off of this one Fuck Drake And fuck this Tootsie Slide bullshit He took too much from other people And he's a weirdo And he talks to young kids And I think that's strange Okay I'm done But uh, <laughs> Darn it What was my point <laughs> The point I was trying to make was that I am not, when I'm sad, I don't drink. I just kind of, like, want to mellow out, do my thing, work out a bunch. But when I'm really happy, I have a tendency to drink more when I'm happy. So that's why, like, if I'm watching We're Here, which is a fantastic show, that is a night where I would probably forget that I I opened a bottle and that a bottle of wine is now gone. And now I'm going to regret these decisions. But it's because, like, I'm like, oh, my God, this show is amazing. Like... Uh, it's fantastic.
1: Anyways, I was gonna say if if you guys are not um, subscribers to HBO, I get it. It's expensive. It's not it's not for everybody. Um, But as soon as possible, as soon as the season is done, and it's available for streaming someplace else. uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend we're here on HBO.
0: So good. Really great.
1: Um, So here is uh, segue it's a bad one it's I'm ready choppy You ready? Yes. What's in your cup?
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. Um so today I was I was thinking I wasn't going to drink at all and then cuz I've just been kind of taking a bit of a break but then I went to the farmers market yesterday and there's a guy there, actually a family there, selling cocktail elixirs, like just the mixers Ooh. and I was like oh I like this. It's not beer. It's not wine. It might make me enjoy a cocktail, like kind of thing without, you know, too much sugar kind of stuff. And so I bought a bunch just because I wanted to try some new things. And he actually made a, just, it's actually a lemonade. You could drink it as lemonade. It's hard to see because of the light, but um, not that anyone listening could see it, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry. I show Isla on everything and she can see my face. Um, so this is by Earl Giles and he, uh, they're yeah ask giles yeah ask for giles is what it says um it's created in minneapolis um 55406 but they were it's it's like a strawberry this one says it's a strawberry rhubarb lemonade ooh that and sounds I, like springtime uh, in a bottle i ha- i bought two of them cuz i was like what if i like this too much and i just enjoy it and then i won't have another for later and then he was like well, and I'll it's be- seasonal like it it is
1: strawberries ain't forever
0: well and um I was just so impressed that he that he had this mix and I bought a like a lemon elixir as well that you can like have with bourbon or something like that I really like bourbon and lemonade together so Mm -hmm. I'm having a teeny itty bitty bit of bourbon because I like the smokiness in it and then mainly a ton of ice and then strawberry rhubarb lemonade in the mix Mm -hmm. but I'm just so it tastes delightful and um I I spent a small fortune at the farmer's market yesterday, but I, no regrets, because I didn't have this before, so I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds really tasty. It is. I'm very happy. Um, what's in your cup? Well, um, I also went the cocktail route, although um, mine was a bit more of a comedy of errors, and I am now seeing the wisdom of having a premix um, not that I ever uh, didn't see the wisdom of a premix. I've had a premix before and I, I am not a snob about them at all. Um, but basically, uh, today I decided to make something that actually I, you couldn't pre-mix it anyway because it has an egg white in it. Um, but I, I, I fucking tried to do too much. I got fancy with it. And like right before I got, I got too big for my britches is what happened. I... Like Ten minutes before we were supposed to start recording, I was like, I can totally make a a souped up version of a whiskey sour. No problem. All that requires is an egg white, uh, some type of citrus, the booze, um, orgeat or whatever syrup you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The face that you're making is the face that should have been presented to me by another person. who would have talked me down from that ledge and just said, Hey, why don't you try something simple right now? And you can make the other thing when maybe you have some more time for mistakes, (laughs) but no, I soldiered ahead. And so um, the reason I was so excited about making this cocktail is because I decided to make Orgeat yesterday and not traditional Mm. Orgeat. So Orgeat, um, if you, I I actually didn't, I've been mispronouncing it for years. It's O-R-G-E-A-T. It's an almond syrup an almond syrup. it can be a liqueur or not, but most of them are non-alcoholic, but it's a basically a syrup flavored with almonds. It's used a lot in tiki drinks. So it's used in Mai Tais. It's used in a lot of different tiki drinks. And um, I wanted to make something like that that didn't use almonds because almonds are not grown around where I live and they're really water intensive. And I was like, oh, let's try to make it from something else. So I found a recipe for red beans and rice orge, which is by a woman I want to say her name is like Tara Rizzi and she's she's a bartender or was a bartender at a bar in New Orleans hence the red beans and rice. I was
0: like red beans and rice sounds very New Orleans yeah it is and so um so I made this
1: orange yesterday which itself was a comedy of errors because the recipe calls for like eight cups of water eight cups of sugar three vanilla beans and I was like I don't even know if I like this stuff three vanilla beans is expensive I'm not we're gonna scale that back, um, and I think as a result of scaling it back, because I was using, I was still using um, raw beans, it didn't take long enough for the whole thing to boil to actually cook the beans into the mash that it's supposed to be. So the beans stayed like beans. They lost their color into the orzo, so it looks like red bean paste it almost looks like that adzuki bean paste that's used in um like is that a dog japan
0: box? oh um that's to be dreaming oh that's a dog it's, a, it's a it's a it's a whoop, 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 whoop. do you hear that <sighs> oh i i don't wake her but everyone that's what you hear is to be dreaming big dreams <laughs>
1: <laughs> so cute okay i got sidetracked anyway so um Scaling back the Orgeat recipe was a little awkward. It turned out okay. I don't think it has all the magic that the original is supposed to have, but it did what it was supposed to do. So then today I decided to look through my um, Bitterman's Field Guide to Bitters and Amari, which is a book that sort of talks about bitter drinks, which I love. And uh, they have... I think the probably the coolest thing about this book is that it's got all these tables where it, it sort of ta- it sort of says like oh so this is like the basic recipe for a whiskey sour, but what if you want something that's like a variation on that and it's, and it just tells you like oh if you replace the rye whiskey with gin and the lemon with lime then you end up with a drink called the Entabel, for example. Um, cool or the botanist or whatever, right? So it's it's got these little tables that make it very easy for you to sort of see like what flavors go nicely together well, so you can make cool replacements
0: you, to things. Substitutions. To just, the substitutions helps you use up what you have if you don't have yeah. something. So if you're going it, for a vibe, you can, you know, change it up. I love that. Yeah. I really like
1: that it sort of, it gives you, for somebody like me who's afraid of, um, who's afraid of like putting things together that are going to taste bad that like plant taste I didn't happen to know. Or if, um, or if I really want something that has a certain flavor profile, but I don't know if a substitution is really going to work. It's nice to have this book that sort of says like these things go well together. The end. Um, so anyway, so the drink that I decided to make because I got all excited about using the orgeat is a Sicilian bitter almond sour. So that is what I made. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, problem number one that I ran into was that you're only, you need an egg white. And I was like, oh, easy peasy. I've separated eggs, egg whites from yolks a million times. So, of oh, course. This
0: this is foreshadowing everyone. Yep,
1: <laughs> of course, when I cracked the eggshell, it didn't just like crack, it shattered. And I didn't break the yolk. But I then had to like, instead of just stopping there and being like, okay, this is the sign, this is a sign that to, this is not the time, I was like, I got this. It'll take me longer to figure out what else I want instead. I'm just gonna fix this. Fix it, fixable. So I picked all these little pieces of eggshell out, and then you're supposed to dry shake, which means you shake it in a shaker but without any ice. The egg white and the citrus. Well, our shaker really only forms a good seal when there's ice inside and everything gets cold and shrinks down. So as I'm shaking it, egg white is just floofing out the sides. <laughs> Granted, I was smart enough to like shake into the sink, but it's still like now on the outside. And of course now like the outside of the shaker is sticky and my hands are sticky. So I had to wash my hands like four times as I'm making this drink. Um, and it's good, but I'm not, I ain't doing it again. Is all <laughs> the end of that story. It's, so I'm going to crack
0: a beer after this. <laughs> yes. It's, it's good. It is good.
1: It is. And it It looks
0: really frothy, like you did a good job. Yeah, the
1: egg yolk, or the egg white did what it was supposed to do. So it's um, one ounce brandy, one ounce amaretto, three-quarter ounce lemon juice, three-quarter ounce orgeat, nine dashes of cherry bitters, so it's a lot of bitters, um, and an egg white. And it is, like I said, quite nice, and I ain't doing it again. Um, That was was my lesson, is uh, egg whites. I I learned this lesson like every two years. Drinks with egg whites. (laughs) are to be made at bars that you don't have to clean up.
0: That's And that's why you pay the premium for it. Mm-hmm.
1: I do, I do. So I'm, I'm happy with this, um, but
0: <laughs> it'll know, be it, my one and only. <laughs> this is also like one of those moments where like, you know, you could make something if you had to. So like, if there was an emergency bartender situation and they're like, Island, what are we gonna do? You'll be like, I got it. I I got like, it. You, you can MacGyver your way into it. Like, absolutely. But is the likelihood of this happening high? No. But you're there if necessary.
1: <laughs> and I will say, um, if anybody who is listening has a tip about how to do the egg whites in a cocktail shaker when you don't have the ice because you're not supposed to have the ice in most of the time, you're supposed to, like, try to it, You're supposed to break up the egg whites so it's not stringy in your drink, right? Um, if anybody has a tip about how to do that in a way <laughs> with a shaker that isn't messy, I am all ears.
0: Okay, I have a very dumb question. Okay. And it's only because I just bought one. Mm-hmm. Would an immersion blender work? I've never tried it. Might well do do. have. Do you have an immersion blender? I do. Okay. I think someone bought me one and then I lost that one. Now I have a new one. And I was That's just funny. thinking to myself, like, that might be the right amount of but I don't know if that heats it up and that's a problem. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, you're not supposed to, It
1: I don't think probably it would, cause you wouldn't do it for that long anyway.
0: Right on. But it's still friction in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's worth a try.
1: Um, and thank you for reminding me that I own an immersion blender because that is a thing that I don't think about using very often, but there are many situations in which an immersion blender sometimes called a stick blender. Um, would come in handy. I like it. I got I like tired it, Williams.
0: of. <laughs> thank you, Williams. Um, I get really tired of like reading recipes. Well, one, I really hate recipes that are like, "Let me tell you my family story and why this soup matters mm-hmm. to me." But it, then it gets, I get through all the things. I I'm like loading up my cart with the ingredients, and then they're like, "Then use an immersion blender to blend," and I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "You can use a blender, but it's not as good." And I was like, "I know it's not as good," and that's what I have. So in my pandemic buying I bought an immersion blender we'll see if it gets used well you know
1: what I I take back what I said about how I will not make one again I will try it with an not not today but I will try it another time you know what I should do is (laughs) I should I should um try to see if Pat wants one because once we build up enough egg yolks Then I am all set to go on making lemon curd.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, good thinking, Williams. Good thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I like our problem solving on this. And Mm -hmm. everyone is here and present. And if people have ideas on how to make this better, just tell us. Please Please tell us. We are. Feedback is a gift. It really is. (laughs) Um, So what are you working on? What's your works in progress right now? We don't have in, a smooth transition, so just yeah. roll with it. In <laughs> a segue. Yeah, I'm going to segue. No, um, <laughs> this is the theme of our show is Miranda's very distracted today, and she's not doing such a good job or, with her transitions and eh,
1: Um,
0: Let's see. So
1: I have been, most of the time that I've been um, knitting, I've been working on a wrap for a friend of mine. So a friend of mine, Katie, um, is a weaver. Um, and she's a visual artist, like she does art, um, but she does not knit. And she really liked this, um, wrap that she saw that had kind of like a big graphic lace pattern on it. Um, and so she and I were talking, we, uh, we went to go visit her in Texas, uh, before everything got really bad. And she, um, She was saying that she really liked the look of this wrap, but she, number one, didn't want to make it herself. And number two, didn't want it to look exactly like the wrap looked. It looked, it had just like a slightly floral element to the lace. And it was graphic, but also a little bit floral. And she wanted no floral. She wanted just graphic. So I looked through my stitch dictionary. um, I have the Potter, I think it's called like, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before. It's called like 400 stitches to knit or 400 knitting stitches but it's just a stitch, a stitch dictionary and I took pictures of graphic lace and she picked one that was called open v's which just means it's the shape of a v scattered kind of across the fabric and she picked out a yarn from wool in the gang they're shiny happy cotton so it's 100 cotton and she picked the colorway 101 spots so it's white with little black speckles Cute. Which is, I think it was a brilliant pairing because the lace is not busy at all. So you, where the speckles are, the speckles don't make you think that the lace is a different shape, if that makes sense. Like you could Mm -hmm. imagine that if you had, this is one of the problems with lace knitting is that um, lace patterns get lost if the variegation in the yarn is high. Because then ah. you your eye sees the changes in value and the changes in tone, and it, oh, I'm so forgetting. the now. the
0: negative and positive space get messed with, mm-hmm. essentially.
1: That's a better way of explaining it. I was trying to get all like nerdy color theory about it, but that's exactly right. Is that the the contrast of the yarn confuses your eye with the contrast of the holes, and basically, lace knitting is the art of creating holes in fabric, but having the fabric still have integ- enough integrity to be fabric. Um, so, but one one way that you can get yarn that's just like a teensy bit more interesting than plain yarn and have it look good with lace is to have the speckles be sparse and far apart. And that's what this ends up looking like. It's just a solid white background with an occasional black and then sometimes the black bleeds a little bit into a gray, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. So it makes like a, make three or four gray stitches in a row. So it's almost like a shadow or something. Yeah. It's just like this slight little bit of visual interest that makes it not completely flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks really cool. Um, so she did a great job picking that out. So what I, bas- the, what I decided to do was to knit it with uh, an I-cord border all the way around it. So it looks like like the knitting has curled on itself, Mm -hmm. but rather than actually curling, it's just a straight line all around the edge. So it gives it sort of a finished edge, but it looks like it's rolled, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And it keeps the whole thing flatter. Um, So I've been working on that. I like working on that because it is just interesting enough that I feel like I'm doing something, like I don't get bored of making it, but it's not so challenging that I get frustrated because I make a lot of mistakes because I can't really quite keep my mind on it properly. You know, good potato chippy knitting is what it's
0: referred to in the, in the knitting
1: community. It's community community I do not say community I'm not that person um in the knitting community that type of knitting is often referred to as potato chip knitting because you want to knit a little bit more and a little bit more but it's not um it's not distracting interesting like I can watch a tv show and not miss the tv show also
0: that's really cool Mm -hmm. I like potato chip knitting that is uh, quite a phrase. that's really yeah. great.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who originated that, but it is it is a good description. Um, let's see. I worked a little bit on my granny stripe blanket, although not very much. I've been working on masks, you know, sort of in the background now. like at this point, most people I know who need masks. I have provided them or they have found them. And so now I'm um, now I'm actually making masks for um, a friend's salon that is gonna reopen. So um, Miranda and I both know a salon owner here in Iowa City, uh, Joanne, who owns Honey Bee Hair Parlor. And um, in the state of Iowa, things have reopened. um, And what Joanne has decided to do is to, Joanne and her staff decided to wait a little bit longer But they are going to be obviously wearing masks themselves and they're going to have masks available for clients if the clients come in and don't have their own masks. Um, And uh, the idea is basically I'm going to make some masks for them. And then if people need them, when they show up, they can buy the mask and then the money that is spent on the mask gets donated to local organizations. So um, very cool. It's really cool it's really cool. It's a good way of making sure that people get something that they need to protect people in the community and also to, uh, support even more people in the community.
0: So, and I know that you posted this on Instagram stories, but what is the fabric place that you get your fabric again?
1: Oh, um, I am getting my fabric from home ec. Awesome. In Iowa city. Um, if any of you like, I think I've mentioned many times before that I've always been somebody who wanted to sew, but I, I didn't have a reason to learn how and um, I was always scared of doing it. And this situation sort of pushed me over the edge of saying, okay, well, the worst thing that happens is I mess it up and I quit, right? Like that's the worst thing that happens. But the best thing that happens is that I maybe learn a new skill and I help people and it gives me the opportunity to, like, every time that I run out of fabric, I'm like, oh, I have to I have to go contact Helmec and find Darn out that. what their <laughs> cutest prints are and then buy their <laughs> cutest prints. And so uh, what works out well for me in my community, and I think probably most um, LYSs and fabric shops have, have worked out a plan where basically um, they are not open to the public, but if you want something, I just contact the owner I say what it is that I want and then um she either sends me pictures of what she has that would fit the bill or describes to me what she has so I also I also bought fabric for making a um bag for a camp chair because we have two camp chairs but only one bag and the camp chair that doesn't have a bag is just annoying as hell to take out it catches on things and whatever so I found an online tutorial for making a chair bag out of canvas so i contacted cody at home Ec and i said hey do you sell canvas and she's like well i have linen and cotton but it sounds like for the thing you want you need the cotton one and i have it in these colors and i was like great i want you know the natural one like the undyed one and then sell me some webbing so i can make handles and then it showed up on my doorstep and it was fantastic. Um, yeah, so that is the project I will be working on is making this camp chair bag because not because we're going camping, but because now that um, the weather is getting nice and we can actually go hang out with people in a socially distanced way outdoors, we need a place to sit. <laughs> so we have to, uh, we will carry that chair everywhere, but every single time we carry that chair without a bag, Pat's like, God darn frickin' chair, frickin' the frickin' chair, frickin chair frickin'. You know, and it would just be more peaceful if it were in a bag and didn't catch
0: on everything. It's the simplest solution. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. also, like, because uh, you had contacted me about what needle size you should use on the canvas, on the duck canvas. Yes. Um, same goes for the webbing because it's a lot of layers of webbing. So yes. be really kind and patient with yourself on the webbing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you, Miranda.
0: You're welcome. And you <laughs> might... well and also because it's not going to be a ton of weight because it's just a camp chair um you might find yourself hand sewing the webbing uh I was thinking about
1: doing that rather than trying to use the machine to like go through the webbing and the canvas underneath I wasn't sure
0: if it's one layer of duck canvas and one layer of webbing um it'll probably go through it fine if you just go slow the other thing you could do which is like Mind blown is cut a small extra piece of duck fabric, put it on the back side as a support, and so you sew through two layers. So it goes on the back side of the canvas as mm-hmm. an extra layer, but it's just a super flat layer, but it'll mm-hmm. help reinforce where you're attaching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, like even just one machine sewn line across that. I recommend two to three of them, you know, in like a formation of some kind mm-hmm. is better than just the hand sewing because eventually the hand sewing will break faster, mm-hmm. but at least you can get a couple stitches across and not struggle too much.
1: Right. Well, so, so you're saying webbing the actual fabric of the bag and then an extra piece of that same fabric on the inside of the bag to make, Okay awesome and then um like you say if you have multiple rows of stitching then even if some of the stitches give out you'll notice that they gave out before the whole thing well, and detaches
0: you, you want to every time you lift the bag or put down the bag it mm-hmm. pulls in different areas it gives different yeah. tension so having more than one sew line will help provide um, stability
1: mm-hmm. over
0: time so it's just something it is kind of a reinforcement of some kind, but you never want to just do a single line of something. Mm-hmm. It generally is too weak, or it'll get just it'll get real damaged real fast. But mm-hmm. if you do a couple lines, or even like in a triangle formation or in a square, mm-hmm. gangbusters! Nice. Yeah. And you I'll be using even, the denim needles. Yes, a heavyweight needle. Yeah. I'm trying. I remember that size. Is it 16, 18? I think the number goes up with needles.
1: Usually, but I can't remember because yeah. I just have the little packets that say that it's got the number on it. I don't remember that part, but I know it said on the outside like denim. Yeah, it'll be like, a shark's. One of them says like all purpose needles and then the different packet says denim.
0: Totally. I think it's um, and it also sometimes depends on how they've machined the needle. Mm-hmm. So hard to say. There's a lot of really, really smart sewers out there. I am not saying I'm the master or the, uh, the, the key person to understand this, but anyways, <laughs> it's very helpful. It's very, very helpful. What are your works in progress? Well, um, I was just writing this down. Cause I was like, Oh, I kind of been doing more than I thought. Um, <laughs> I'll say first, I'm currently in the, me- on the uh, project of getting rid of my portfolio. And that sounds kind of weird. But as a denim designer, we have this tendency to hold on to things and it's, I'm sure other designers feel the same way. Like they hold on to like their greatest hits or they hold mm-hmm. on to like, like, I know that there's people out there who design sweaters, they hold on to yarn and stitch books and things like that. Like it totally makes sense. Like you want to reference some of those things again. Sure. But in denim and being in men's denim, I am, I have a lot of, a lot of samples. And it was because I loved it at the time where I was like, I will definitely use this again. I don't want this to get thrown away. Or it's just a beautiful piece for my portfolio to like hold on to and show people like, look what I can do. Mm -hmm. And now that I've been at Target for about two years and I'm working in girls denim, like kids denim, I really haven't referenced all these men's samples I've kept over the years. And it's getting to the point where like now when I see the whisker patterns, I'm like, laughing like oh yes. I thought this was the shit. who's shed? Gonna like, wear that <laughs> tiny, yeah and so now I'm at this point where I'm like I need to get rid of this stuff before it's not cool like I need mm-hmm. to make sure that because it matters more to me not that it's out of my house but that someone can use it Yeah, and that someone would enjoy it and I know that people have always asked me for samples and I've always been like yeah I'll help you buy something that you can't have my secret stash and in the end I have had there's hundreds of pairs, let me be completely honest. And it's taken up a good deal of my porch. I have paid for storage for them. I have paid an ex husband to drive them to me. I have, like, I really thought these were my babies. And now that they've been out on my porch since July, I'm pretty embarrassed. I just have not referenced them. And meanwhile, again, friends are asking, like, do you have anything from when you did this and this? Like, I missed this pair. And I'm like, Yes, I do have that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me send it to you. Um, so I'm in the moment of cleaning out that porch because the porch is—it's overwhelming. It's almost like dealing with your old, your old ghosts, you know, yeah. like all the things that you thought were so important, and it's a reckoning, like realizing like that it's they're not as important as you thought. And this, of course, this pandemic has made everyone's values come to the surface, and everyone is recognizing how valuable their home space is. Um, I also think that, like, now that a lot of us are working from home, not all, because it's not, the majority of America cannot work from home. So I'm not, oh, yeah. so I don't want to come across, like, everyone's working from home. It's not true. But I do recognize that, like, I sure do have a lot of things. Some people could really enjoy these things. And um, I need to, fi- I don't want to sell them. I don't want anyone's money for them. So, and also, like, it'd be, it's kind of a, against my my ethos of, like, I didn't pay for these samples. Like over time, things have been accumulated. I don't want any money for them, kind of thing. So I am sifting through the boxes and taking inventory, and I will be doing a sample, a, not a sample sale, a sample giveaway.
1: So, today, <laughs> do you know what this reminds me of a little bit? Hmm. Um, is this, I can't remember how I saw this, but it was something that Erica Badu posted on her Instagram. I want to say it was her Instagram, but maybe it was, you know, some other medium. I don't know. But it was Erica Badu talking about how um, you have to you have to get through whatever you have to get through in your own way. So like and she was specifically talking about breakups, right? Like a re- romantic relationships ending. And she was like, you know, if you have to and this is I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not remember exactly what she said, but the paraphrase is basically like you know, if you need to call him a million times today and then hang up on him, then that's what you have to do. (laughs) And if you have to, like, you know, go out on a bunch of dates, that's what you have to do. And like, whatever it is that you have to do, don't let somebody else tell you how it is that you are supposed to get through your emotional stuff. Like, you do whatever it is you have to do. It's going to take however long it's going to take until you don't have to do it anymore. And I feel that way about like what you're talking about is I think it's very easy for us to beat ourselves up, particularly if the, the end of the story is not some noble heroic thing where um, you, know, you uh, saving that thing for a million years was exactly the right thing to do because it saved somebody's life later on, right? Like that's not the end of the story the vast majority of the time. And holding on to that as the only acceptable reason for having saved something for that long, I think is really unfair to yourself and not honest about what it was that led to that decision in the first place. You know, you didn't make that decision over and over and over again because you just refused to think about it. You did think about it. And the world has changed.
0: Sure has.
1: And and with the change, we are changing.
0: Well, and it also reminds me that, like, when me and my, you know, colleagues or people within my industry would save these samples to show at um, job interviews and things like that, it was a different time before iPads and digital presentations of people's portfolios. And I've I've moved along with the times, but I can't tell you, I like, I brought a bunch of jeans to a job interview and they never got pulled out. so like here I was saving them for years and then you know I still got the job without ever showing them so it just kind of proved to me like really don't need this stuff and um also like just acknowledging the scarcity mindset that I um you and I have both been raised with not in a negative way it was just like how our parents felt about stuff Mm -hmm. and also just being really poor and Just knowing that, like, you never know when you might need something. So, like, I'm getting through that. It's a big one, though. It's a big change in who you are. And there's been some times where I've, like, conmarried my house too far and I regret what I let go. Like, twice I remember two things I let go that I'm like, curses. I regret this. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, uh, for the most part, it hasn't ruined my life, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's parts of me that I'm like... Did it really bother me that much that I missed that T-shirt? Not really. Did I wear it a lot then? No. Am I going to wear it a lot now if I have it again? Probably not. Every time I buy printed T-shirts, I have these grand grandiose plans of how I'm going to wear things. And I never do. So this is where I'm at. Um, so, yeah, that's a heavy like work in project, uh, work in progress that I'm going through. Yeah. But I'm excited to do that because I definitely want stuff to go to homes where people will enjoy it. And enjoy them now while they're still stylish, while they're still relevant. That's the biggest thing to me about getting rid of clothes is doing it as soon as I can so that people have that same exhilarating feeling I had when I was a kid. Or even now when I go to the thrift store and I'm like, who gave this this gem away? Like, who's who's the idiot? I was like, for once it's me going, I'm the idiot, take my things. Um, And then also like the pandemic kind of brings about a lot of feelings around Um, your flexibility. Like you finally, you realize like you're faced with what if something happens and I have to move? What if something happens and I need other people to move in? Like what, like there's all these things that you realize are little anchors in your life. So this is kind of one of those things where I was like, I should really address this. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't own my house. So one must be a little bit more real realistic about the things I have in it. Uh the other work in progress I have that is kind of interesting is I have been now that I've been spending more time at home I wanted to get like an ottoman to yeah. put my feet up on um especially because I got a working uh, standing desk and oh my god am I tired at the end of the day and my <laughs> feet hurt I was like I'll just put my feet up on my couch and I was like but then I can't sit the way I want to sit and then I was like oh, I'll put them up on my glass coffee table that's a bad idea and <laughs> a bad idea So being who I am and being as obsessive as I am about stupid stuff, I definitely researched for almost two days, solid two days, the Ottomans of the internet, like all the options, the world, I budgeted X amount of money, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, I bought an Ottoman for $30 in a couple towns over (laughs) that that is like mustard yellow leather. (laughs) But um, it's nice. It's kind of a weird color. It's kind of wonderful, but it had some weird 90s curved legs on it oh, and yeah. yeah so I commissioned a guy in Seattle to make um new legs for us nice. and I was too full of myself and I thought I measured something and I didn't and the legs were the right size the hardware wasn't oh, so no. <laughs> I learned real fast how to use vice grip pliers and to install my own hardware. (laughs) Look at you. I know. I was so impressed. And my, um, my friend, Chris, uh, my ex Chris, he was like, Hey, I'll help you fix this, but you know, it's going to be a while before I can like help you. And I was like, I was like, I fucking got this. I know what the hell I'm doing. So I went to home Depot. I waited in line to get in there. And then I also bought a bunch of plants I didn't need, but I got those vice grip pliers and I did it by myself and my arms still hurt. So yay. Good job. Note to solve. <laughs> measure your bolts, measure your hardware. <laughs> Do not assume that you have standard hardware because that's what you saw on the internet that everyone has standard, you know, hardware. It was not to be. So anyways, <laughs> um, learned my lesson. But I, All the so, lessons yeah. we learned. So many. So yeah, I'm kind of like, making my house something I want to be in a little bit more, even though my lease is technically up in July. Um, and I was looking at buy to buy a house this year, but that was before a pandemic hit. And I just, just don't know if it is what is going to come. So yeah. I'm currently just enjoying what I have. That is where I'm at. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That's... No, that's it. <laughs> that's a good amount. It's good stuff, yeah. Oh, and then I also realized my last work in progress, um, the plants in my house have voted and vegetables are not to be my job, that um, it's not going so hot. Everything else, fantastic. I'm getting orchids to bloom that haven't bloomed in years, but I can't seem to get my vegetables straight. They are not thrilled. They want to be outside.
1: Yeah, I'm not having great luck with mine either. Um, My tomatoes all germinated. At the same time, it was like this glorious boop, and they all, yes, um, and I'd planted two per little cup, because I didn't know if some of the seeds would fail. Well, none of the seeds failed. However, <laughs> um, once they all got to be about an inch tall, it turned into like a Thunderdome situation, where <laughs> only one could survive. <laughs> I don't know why. There can
0: only be one, Is a Highlander.
1: yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, which I was not gleeful about that. I did not think it was funny at the moment. Hilariously, um, the thing that came out the last were the catnip plants from your old hearts. Those are fine. Fucking great. Fine. (laughs) Every single one of them has survived just fine. Uh, The basil is doing okay, but not great. The mint, like only one ever germinated. I don't know why, but whatever now that our farmers market our farmers market is doing a um pre-order and then pick up type deal at this point i'm i'm just probably gonna buy seedlings from somebody at the farmer's market because it's it's clear that like the weather here hasn't been good enough for me to put them outside so i know that i'm not making the wrong decision by keeping them indoors but like it's not working either Um, And my tomatoes, like I said, they made a strong start and now they're getting, they're like all the humans, they're bored of being indoors. But they're not ready to go outside yet, like all the other humans. (laughs) That's that's a great analogy. That is where we are, trying to figure out how we're going to keep the tomatoes happy while they're still having to stay inside.
0: (laughs) They're toddlers. They just don't understand. They're like, is it over yet? No, it's not. (laughs) It's not over yet. Not time. So not time. Oh my god, that's good. Now I um, I went to my farmers market this weekend, as I said already, but um, I definitely bought my parsley there because I was like, this parsley bullshit ain't gonna work in my garden. Like it's basil too, I will start to grow it, and then it's just like, you don't love me enough. You yeah. clearly give everyone else more attention in this garden, and I'm like, the fuck! I've planted more basil in my life than any other thing, and at the end of the day, it's the st- it's the shit from the grocery store. It's the stuff that I'll buy at Home Depot that survives. I'll buy it from a really nice place. I'll buy sprouts, you know, little seedlings um, from really fancy garden stores. Nay, they want the garbage. My house apparently wants garbage barge things. I don't know. Anyways, so I I have three basil plants going. We'll see who survives. (laughs) I know one Um, thing I
1: can get to grow are the green onions I buy from the grocery store. The scallions <laughs> will keep sprouting forever, oh. and lettuce doesn't do too badly if the, they leave the um, roots on the bottom of the lettuce. You can do yeah. all right with that, too. I've But that's, I've to lettuce. me, it almost doesn't feel like gardening, because like I could do, I literally leave the scallions in my fridge in a that's, glass of water, and they do
0: just fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if if that's like, the we- level of gardening I can handle, then it's not going to
0: get much better than it already has. Oh. Yeah, I'm, this has been a good chat in understanding our limitations (laughs) and our experience levels. (laughs) Um, It's by the grace of God that these orchids are blooming. There's really nothing I'm doing special. And I think that before I would talk real sweet to them and get them special things. And now that because I stopped paying attention to them, they're like playing hard to get or something. I don't know. I feel like it's a very emotional situation. Anyways. Shall we skip ahead to gold stars? Yes. Would you like to go first? I sure will.
1: All right.
0: All right. So I'm kind of feeling, um, talking about some small businesses. Mm -hmm. I think that the golden thing that has happened out of this pandemic for creative people and small businesses is that they're, because people are, um, still trying to scratch the itch of like retail therapy and things like that. We now look online and that's really good for places that are big, but it's also really great for small places. And I have recently given a lot more time because I have to, um, to buying things I really want, researching how they fit. I have a lot more time to go and look on Instagram accounts to find out what other people look like in the clothing I'm interested in mm-hmm. and it helps me understand how something's gonna fit me. I've had a lot of realizations about my body and my um, the reality of who I am and like what that looks like. and one great thing about small businesses is that they show their products on lots of different body types. So I have been so pleased with everything I have been buying online and it's not to say I need all these things, but some of them are, you know updates to what I have or because my size has changed, I needed something that's larger or smaller or whatever. Um, but I've been super happy with the small businesses. And I was thinking I might just tag them in this post um, just yeah. because Instagram has a really great small business sticker now um, that I love using to like holler at folks. Um, but yeah, a couple of my favorites right now is New Works, um, N-O-O. W-O-R-K-S, Big Bud Press, which I'm sure that we're both going to yip-yap about, Um, Scarf Shop, which is here in Minneapolis, and then Wham Industries, which I guess it stands for We Are Always Moving because they always move their studio. (laughs) Um, Wham Industries, um, also from Minnesota, that makes some really cool um, wood crates and stuff like that. So those are like my big four that have just surprised and delighted me with Everything And it's such a weird, in the times that we live in, in which everything is instant gratification. And if you don't like it, you can return it. I can't tell you how many times I buy stuff from big retailers or larger brands or things like that, that I'm usually only happy with 50% of what I bought. And then I wind up returning the rest. And everything I've gotten so far, I haven't returned from these small businesses, which gives me this feeling of like, it's cool. I got to do my research. So I'm really clear about my size. I'm really clear about the size that they're offering or the things that they're offering. And it just means that I got to be more mindful about my purchasing. And it's like Christmas waiting for stuff to show up sometimes. It's
1: kind of nice. Yeah, I think what I really liked about it, because I um, I bought a uh, magic suit from New Works which a friend of mine, um, our friend Emily, already had a magic suit from them. And she had shared it with everybody on our WhatsApp group. And we were all like, oh, my God, that's so cute. But I, in my head, I was like, I can't wear jumpsuits, those types of, like, um,
0: like rompers,
1: pieces. like one pieces. I can't do it because I tried so many. I tried so many on. And mm-hmm. they, like, universally gave me camel toe or, like, Zubaz. Like I never got, it never looked right. And I certainly wasn't going to buy something that then I had to try to figure out how to find a tailor who could make it into the thing that it wasn't. Um, but what I really loved about New Works and I also love about Big Bud Press is that because they are small and they don't have 5 million styles that they're selling you, they have a set number of styles of clothing that they make. They actually have a measurement for each part of the garment. So they show you the chest measurement, the shoulder measurement, the arm length, the leg length, the inseam so that you can actually look at it and say like, is this thing going to fit me or not? And as a result, everything that I have ordered has fit me. Every single thing. And like you said, I got to see it on multiple different body types. So I could see if it would fit me in the way that I thought I wanted to look right? Like all of these people look lovely in their clothing, but it may or may not be how I feel like looking, you know? So like, there are some styles that I'm just not going to buy because it's just not my jam, but I got to see it and decide that without having to like order it to figure it out. So that's been great. I agree with you hundred percent on that.
0: So yeah, my, my gold star goes to these small businesses, which are being extremely flexible, and uh, they still are accepting returns. some of them are. Um, mm. And I do think it's they've been doing a lot more workarounds to make sure that people are present and aware of what they're buying. But I'm just amazed by they' they're, thri- they're thriving now. And I feel like um, people have really come out of the woodwork to help these businesses stand up and keep going. And I think the same is like for one of our favorite stores, uh, Heim. Mm-hmm. Um, of Iowa City, like they're at a place where their business is so good that they can remain closed to the public, like on the on the surface street, but they are still so busy because people have really come out um to support their business and to seek what they're doing. And there is something to be said about small businesses give you this edited curated assortment, which we kind of are missing from big retailers. And I work at a big retailer, I know this. Um, and you know, there's a place for both in this world there's a place for both and I just feel really excited by what I've been finding and it just makes me excited to find more so yeah it's also making me rethink all the stuff I have in my closet it makes me want to put everything else on and go what did I tolerate before yeah what did I put up with (laughs) what did I thought fit because they they don't
1: (laughs) well I think I told you like I started a year ago on the if it doesn't have pockets I'm not interested bandwagon so like pants without pockets, I don't want them. Dresses without pockets, I don't want them. They're beautiful, sure. They are for somebody, sure. But they do not make me happy. And I've definitely compromised a bunch of times being like, well, it's it's close enough to what I wanted and it's a good deal. Or like, you know, it, it does. It, anyway, it just it ends up being something that I regret because it never, it didn't quite meet all of the wishes that I had, you know?
0: Absolutely. Um, well, I'd love to know about your gold star. Hit it.
1: Well, my gold star is similar. It's actually for um, a retail store here in Iowa city called Revival. And it's been here for a while. Um, Revival sells new clothing and resale clothing and just like you were saying, they're very curated about what they carry. So they, they try to carry brands that, um, do sustainable fashion that use like hemp and, and fabrics that are biodegradable, um, small companies, things like that. And their resale is banging. It is so good. And they do an excellent job again of like showing you what the items are, how they're sized, how they're styled, um, and they're doing uh, both shipping and curbside and deliveries if you live in the local area. So you really can, you know, both be supporting a local business and doing something that's ecologically more friendly by buying resale rather than new. Um, and their, their uh, aesthetic is really cool. Um, like they, they have found some real gems. And it's just been, even if the thing that they our selling is not going to fit me or it's not something that I necessarily want to own. I love scrolling through their feed because it is like window shopping. It is window shopping, basically. Like I'm just looking for inspiration for things that I might like, or like some style that I haven't tried before.
0: Well, and I mean, it kind of revives your closet to yourself. That's exactly what I was going to say is that there have been a bunch (laughs) of times. No, no, you're fine. This is good. This is good.
1: There have been a bunch of times where I see them modeling something Um, because they have the people who work in the store model the clothing and so they'll try something on and they'll they'll style a shirt or a piece of jewelry in such a way that i'm like oh it never occurred to me to put those two things together before but i own something that's similar in idea and now i have you know like i didn't realize that it was cool again to like not your button-down shirts but with your high-waisted pants, that's super cute. Like, there's just all this stuff where I, like, hadn't... Um, I got really stuck in how I looked at what I owned. Totally. And by watching them do clothing and styling differently, I see more options in the things I already own than I did before. And I think that's awesome.
0: There is definitely... Um, one of the shop gals for New Works in the San Francisco store... I think it's in the San Francisco store... She's my size, and it helps that she has blonde hair, but mm-hmm. she also has, like, big boobs. That's not me. But she's my size in the Newark stuff, and because she would, she always does styling videos, I I went out and I bought a dress that I wouldn't have normally bought, because I was like, oh, my God, I could wear this as a layer, and I could wear it as a dress. And then she even shows, she was like, this fabric's so light, you can just wear it like a shirt and then put a skirt on top of it. And I was like, why? I used to be this creative when I was in college for fashion, but... I kind of like to your, to your point, like you get into this routine of how you see what you have and um, it's just making me really appreciate the things I have and how to wear them. And even like look at my body type and see different ways of wearing stuff again. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. No, I'm, yeah. I love, I love your point of Revivals doing a great job of showing how to do things. It's great. Yeah. Cool. I love that one. Yay.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for listening. It's always a treat to get to talk to Miranda, and I hope that um, the people who are listening enjoy it too. Um, (laughs) Um, And if
0: not, uh, tell us what we can improve on. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I realize that, like, our chats on this are often – it is, like, it's you and me, but it's, like, what a lot of people, if they were with us, would hear and talk Mm -hmm. about. So I keep hearing that from a lot of folks, that they love listening to us when they're working because it's, like, a little – background noise if they were around the Williams sisters you know so you I think get. you're yeah, yeah. frankly you're as close to us as anybody else is right now <laughs> I, know. I was like, you're as close as I am to you because guess what we ain't hanging out for a bit okay <laughs> oh my goodness um well thank you guys so much and we will see you guys super soon yeah or uh, listen to you guys us. super soon <laughs> yeah sorry you can
1: catch us on instagram our handle is Stitch Cross Sisters, and we would love to hear from you guys about you know, the creative stuff you're doing and the places that you enjoy and the things that you're doing to help get yourself through the quarantines. Ooh, quarantines. I haven't heard that one yet. I like it. Thank you. I Good won't job. say that I made it up because I don't know that I did, but I... I don't recall hearing it elsewhere. So <laughs> if somebody else like knows it. where I lifted it from, tell
0: me. Because I don't <laughs> think
1: I did. But one never knows. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. As we just discussed.
0: Uh, yes. Hong Kong was <laughs> yesterday or eight years ago. Who knows? It, who knows? Um, all right. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.